0: to the Cobra cast with the present VP. For this episode we would like to thank these valued partners. All right, welcome back for another episode of the CobraCast. Joining me is my co-host as always, Ricky Etdog-Etridge. And our special guest down the bottom is the captain of the club, the life member, the 2017 BNF uh, club champion all around, hey, uh, Matthew Dicko-Dixon. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hey guys, thanks for having me. <laughs>
0: uh, so, how's uh, isolation treating you at the moment, mate? This social distancing, you're doing all right?
1: Yeah, look, um, as long as you're an avid gamer, uh, you enjoy reading books, playing PlayStation, um, it works out all right for you. The only thing I'm missing is the pub. To be fair, I really
2: miss the pub. <laughs> yeah, you did mention the avid gamer, and couple of bikes we've had on so far. Like yourself, a part of the Cobra Bowl. Yes. And uh, you happen to lose Cobra Ball 2 to my lovely co-host. i going to bring that up to you, mate. Is that not even a question? You just want to punch me It wasn't a question. It was literally just a cheap shot.
1: Yeah, well, I really appreciate that. Is this meeting done? Are we done?
2: Why are you in isolation, mate? Just get plenty of practice in isolation.
1: Well... I figure if we actually hold another cover bowl from ISO, because my problem was when I played Rifty in the uh, championship game, obviously I'd already drank a slab of beer because we boys, were having a good time. Rah, rah, rah. Whereas if we could hold the next cover bowl from isolation, playing online, I'll smash him sober.
0: Smash him. Uh, I'm hearing in Common excuses amongst the losers it's the second of the one I've heard so far.
1: Right. <laughs> common excuses boy,
0: are the the amount of uh, alcohol that blokes strength, but I do like to remind you that Matt Benny's also sober when we play these, and he's barely won a game so all right. okay.
1: Yeah, okay that's that's a fair counterpoint
0: all right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so let's get stuck into these questions um. First off, uh, how long have you played football for altogether? Not just Sandown, but all when did you first start out.
1: Okay, well, I started out first way back in Vic kick before there was Oz kick. There was Vic kick, uh, so I played two years of Vic kick. I uh, don't even know if I was probably around five years old. Played a couple of years of Vic kick, then it changed to Oz kick. Played Oz kick up until under nines. And then I played from under nines to under 17s at um, Northvale Junior Football Club, which is just down the road from us, from Sandown. Yeah. Who unfortunately have gone under now but i Played there from under nines to under 17s. Then did um, two years of under 19s at Clayton. Then from there I played my first senior game for Sandown. And, I think I've done about 10, 11 years of Sandown since then. So if you can do the math on that, you're a better man
0: than me. Yeah, no, so you've played a while and uh, yeah, a couple showed, of games. Showed your age with the Vic Kick reference there. Um, yeah. Not too many folks remember Vic Kick, but.
1: Yeah, look, I've played a lot of footy, doesn't mean I've gotten any
0: better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, who, who brought you down to Sandown? Who?
1: So this is actually a pretty funny story. Um, Phil Tiller, as a lot of you may know, a um, lifelong member of the club. Phil Tiller was president for a while, done, done just about every job around the club. He is a good family friend with my parents. The Tiller's is a good family friends with the Dixons. And his son, Ross Tiller, was playing all his senior footy for Sandown. And uh, growing up, I looked up to Ross Tiller. He was always about 10 years older than me. So we always played together and stuff as family friends. And then when it came around to the point where I needed to pick a senior team, I was down at the Stanford one day. i just finished my last season of under 19s for Clayton. I was down at the Stanford, ran into Ross Tiller there, and I was having a chat to him like, "I need to find a senior team. I know you play for Sandown. Should I come down to Sandown?" And he actually looked me dead in the eye and said, "Whatever you do, don't come to Sandown." Our club will be dead within a year. <laughs> Mind you, this was twelve years ago. He said we'll be done within a year. Don't come down there. Just go find, go find your footy somewhere else. So I'm like, all right, I'll see you Monday for training. <laughs> and went down there, met the best bunch of mates you could ever meet, and um, never left.
0: Yep, beautiful. And so, we're not dead yet. No, we're not dead yet. <laughs> so going on twelve years at the club. What's, what's been the, the favourite moment, the standout moment on the field?
1: Ah, standout moments on the field. Probably for mine was um, back when I was playing reserves when my old man was coach of the Resies and we were putting together some pretty solid years where we were maybe only losing one or two games a year. We had this stretch, three-year three stretch where the old man was coach of the Resies we're only losing one, two, three games a year, but the one team we could never beat was goddamn Mount Waverley. They were our nemesis. They were our salt in the wound. And then the first game that ever played, where we actually had an absolute barn burner against them, it was within a goal, and the first time we actually got the wood over them and beat them when the siren blew. Then that was that was a special feeling.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's always good to get. Knock off the old rival, um, and what was what's been the favourite off-field moment? What's the highlight off the field?
1: Oh shit!
0: Wait, is this PG? <laughs> yeah, yeah, PG, PG, ish You
2: don't have
0: to, you don't have to give details on why it was your favourite night, but
2: ah, oh, God. What's, how...
0: what's been the best function?
2: I reckon we can read between the lines on a few things here, mate. Uh, well,
1: let's just say footy trips as a whole. Like There is nothing you look forward to more as a footy player than a footy
2: trip. Just, Especially when you just beat anything. coronavirus as well.
1: Yes, every single footy trip you look forward to more than anything else in the world. And they all live up. They all live up. Yeah, beautiful.
0: All right, and what's, what's the funniest thing you've seen happen on the footy field? <laughs>
1: The one sticks out. Funnily enough, it ties back into the first time we beat Mel Waverly. So there was this scene uh, down on the far wing. Away, It was a home game. So the far side, the far wing. And uh, one of their players was on the hard lead down the wing. No other player within 50 metres of him. The ball has dived in short. And he's dived forward for it. And instead of catching the footy, he's just face-planted and his neck sort of compressed a bit when he hit the ground and he just slid forward and then just stayed lying down, face down on the wing by himself. And the footy's just sitting next to him. And they're like, okay, he was fine. He was fine. Let me get that out of the way. I'm not gonna say the best moment was a guy breaking his neck. I'm like, he was fine in the end. But this guy just dove for a footy and then just slid on his face for a bit and then just stayed arms by his sides and just stayed there. And then another player ran in just looked at him, picked up the footy and ran off. <laughs> Eventually, this guy picked himself up and ran off. And <laughs> the opponent that I was on was like, ah, he always does this. Sort of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, you
2: know. ah. Do you have any um, pre-game superstitions, mate?
1: Pre-game superstitions? Uh I like to think myself as staying on an even keel and I don't get caught up in too much stuff. I like to just have a bit of banter with the boys. You know, a lot of guys like to get a bit serious, get into their zone and stuff. I like to just have a bit of banter, roll around. If I really want to get fired up, generally there's a uh, picture of a <laughs> into the wall. And if I really, if we're playing a top team and I want to get myself fired up, oh, maybe. Start shadowboxing the cassowary a bit just to uh, fire up. Because you guys know how I yeah. hate cassowaries.
2: We, we have seen that uh, picture up above your hook in the challenger. Do you want to give the uh, viewers and listeners a you know, uh, detailed you know, why you have such an issue with that creature? Uh,
1: well, Well, a while ago, I was having drinks with a few of the boys from the club and we got into a deep conversation about what is the toughest animal you think you could beat in a fist fight? And there was a lot of ridiculous answers. Like, I'm pretty sure the Russians said a whale. <laughs> uh, ridiculous. Um, whereas myself, I said, I reckon I could, the toughest animal on earth that I could beat in a fist fight would be a cassowary. And um, so that's growing legs. And now I absolutely hate cassowaries. And there's a picture of a cassowary above my hook on the wall so, as stated, when I want to fire up, I just look at that cassowary and I think of bringing hell to the field.
2: <laughs> yeah, it always uh, always, you know, makes me laugh when somebody posts up on the players' page or the Snapchat group just to get you rolled up. Yeah, yeah, well, it uh, does get me rolled up. <laughs> it does. But in your time at Sandown, who's the best player that you have played with or seen play at Sandown your time?
1: Best player that I've played with or seen play? Uh, probably a guy that goes by the name of Free Spirit. Oof. Jesse Mack. This is the hardest man at the footy, hardest man at a contest I've ever seen in my life. Being the best player that you've seen, it doesn't always come down to skill. It comes down to how much you want it. And... Free spirit, for those of you that know him. He just see footy, get footy, and that's the mindset. He would be going in a marking contest against guys that are six foot five in a big pack, and he's five foot nothing, just flying over the top, spinning in the air, hits the deck, bounces up like a rubber ball and gets the footy and runs off. And then there'll be a ruckman running at him. He'll just bounce off him and keep running. He's the hardest man I've ever seen play footy. And it's inspiring to watch the way that he goes
2: about it. Yeah, that was my answer as well, mate. So I'm starting to feel vindicated now with a few of the later interviewees yeah. answering the same bloke. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, which teammate would make the best reality TV and why? Well, I'm sure everyone
1: has the same answer here. The bear trap.
2: He's been one of the two the people
1: bear and he's one of them the ah well the bear trap has a very very nice grip on what is good comedy value he's very very articulate eloquent in the way he speaks which bodes well for reality tv and he just has such a firm grip on comedy he would be absolutely brilliant on any reality tv show and a bonus he watches them all. He's the only guy that watches them all. So he would know how to act them.
2: <laughs> exactly right, he'd know what to do for ratings. Exactly. Um, so, which, to, just 2 part question. Which teammate would be loving isolation, and which teammate would be absolutely hating it?
1: Okay. Ah, loving isolation. Would probably have to go to Jorge <laughs> because we all know all he's doing is sitting at home eating pasta day after day, lunch after dinner after breakfast he's eating pasta, and now that he's not coming to footy training, he's not cupping not copping as much slack as he normally does. <laughs> so uh, I reckon he's enjoying isolation, feeling pretty. Insulated from the shit that he normally comes from us. <laughs> Who's not enjoying it. Uh, I would probably say, I'd probably say Izzy, to be fair. Ooh. Old Luna Park. <laughs> because this is a man that loves, loves a contest, loves coming down to training. He's a guy who loves training, loves giving his best. Every single session, 100% effort. And I feel like him being trapped in a cage, he'd be clawing at the walls. He just needs to give his 100% somewhere. Because that's what
2: he does. Do you does. reckon?
1: Feel that's what you do you also
2: the fact that he can't uh, venture down to a certain establishment night after night would be killing him? Well, Proctor's House? Oh, he's well, Proctor's House or <laughs> a certain pub? <laughs> well, yeah, that's probably hurting him too. And
1: also, I feel for any man that's trapped at home with their wife or fiance <laughs> or anything like that. So. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Everyone's
2: struggling to trapped at home with the missus. I'm assuming Jen's uh, left the house for the next couple of minutes. his busy cooking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, AFL team, you support? Saints. Saints. and uh, who's Unfortunately. The fa- who's the favourite Saints of all time?
1: The greatest St. Kilda player of all time.
0: Yep. Your favourite. Your favourite of all time.
1: Well, Funny you ask that, because it's pretty good that it parallels with the greatest AFL player of all time, Nick Revolt. It it works out pretty well. that The greatest saint of all time is the greatest AFL player of all time, Saint Nick.
0: We're moving on. Um, So have you played any other sports? I've got more to say about (laughs) Revolt. More to say. No, no, keep it going. Keep it going. Come on. Uh, Yeah, have you played any other sports yourself?
1: Um, growing up, I played, uh, had that fork in the road where during summer, everyone goes and plays cricket. I went and played tennis instead. So I consider myself an average tennis player and that's about it really.
0: Yeah, so you don't want to mention your golf at all?
1: Oh, uh, look, anyone that wants to play golf for me, I'll um, beat them at it. Uh, I don't want to brag about it. <laughs>
0: right, so uh, who would be your sporting hero outside of football? Any other sport? Who's the ultimate sporting hero? Aaron
1: Rodgers, the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. No one will ever match his skill. Mahomes is coming up, but he's still not Aaron Rodgers. Um, Yeah, he is the greatest of all time.
0: And what would be the one sporting event? That you'd love to go to.
1: Well, that ties in perfectly
2: as well. I would, I would give my left nut
0: to go to a
2: Super
1: Bowl. I would love to go to a Super Bowl one day.
2: Seems so to be uh, a fairly common answer that one, Rifty. Yeah, yeah oh,
0: really? I think it's it's
1: yeah,
0: pretty uh, unanimous. All right. Um. So if it was three quarter time, you, the troops need a lift. We need, you know, we need a big motivational speech, right? Who is yeah. the one coach it could be a real life coach that you've had it could be a coach you've seen or a team you know a coach from a team you mm-hmm. enjoy or it could be fictional from a movie whatever who would be that one coach you just love to give you that pump up at three quarter time um
1: can I bring up a guy that's not a coach but has given a a three quarter time speech that will stand for the ages
0: yep go for it
1: just the, um, another player at the club one time. Perfect scenario, three-quarter time. It was a 50-50 game. We needed a lift. The coach gave his spiel and everyone wasn't that inspired. We were looking to someone else for some inspiration. All of a sudden, this player grabs us. Come back in here, boys. Get back in here. So we grabbed around again. And Maddie Devereaux stood up. And he said, look at me we beat them on the scoreboard, we will win this game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's... I,
1: I can't imagine any better speech than that. Yeah, and that is, got us there. We actually won
0: <laughs> his, his foresight, unbelievable.
2: Unbelievable. <laughs> well, while we're talking about, you know, asking about movies and whatnot, um, if a movie was based on your life, who would you want to play you?
1: Ah, uh, who would I want to play? Me? Well, I'll probably get the women's panties dropping like Matthew McConaughey. But uh, I'm probably probably got a rig like um, like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. I got that sort of rig going
2: on at the moment. Um, but you might go with that one. <laughs> um, probably.
1: Yeah, no. I'm only talking shit. Um, I don't know. Who's the biggest idiot in Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> A few of them. Yeah, probably uh, Brad Pitt and Fight Club because my room resembles his right now. Like, I'm pretty cut up. I don't know if you guys know, but I've been lifting What
2: Whatever you say, mate. Um, whatever you say. Do you have any secret talents that we may not know about?
1: Well, it's funny you ask, actually. Uh, since being in lockdown, I actually scheduled myself an hour a day for working on a new skill. And the skill I've decided on to work on is calligraphy. So every hour that I'm in, every day I'm in lockdown, I've been working an hour in calligraphy. So I've actually got it here right now. I've been doing a bit of... Uh, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it's been Lovely. working with a bit of a... Fountain pen, just working on my calligraphy. So, um, yeah, it's my secret skill at the moment, just getting better and better at it.
2: Nice. I'm actually quite glad someone actually has a secret skill because everyone we've spoken to so far has said, no, they don't. Oh, you got to sharpen your skills, mate. Well,
1: that's
2: it. Sorry. <laughs> <I'm... laughs> <laughs> you Benny, you got on, mate? Looks like you're a fan of another sporting team. What a... Uh... What penny is that, mate?
1: Ah, the Calgary Flames, NHL. A team from Canada, very close to my heart. As we all know, Swooper, he lives there now. So I'm still waiting for him to invite me to a game. I'll be there (laughs) with him. But, yeah, unfortunately, the NHL is on hold like every other sport in
2: the world. So just waiting for it to come back. Oh, I'm not complaining, mate. The Devils are... uh towards the bottom, so I'm happy that it's been called off for the time being. Yeah,
1: well, it's still going to be at the
2: bottom whenever it comes back. <laughs> yeah, thanks for reminding me, mate. Um, what's the first thing you'll be doing once isolation and social distancing has Puff. completely ended? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, do not need time to think about
1: that? I'll no, be no, going to right, the mate. pub with as many of the boys as I can.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't expect anything less. Will you be there? Will you be there? Be
2: there. But, you know, I'll be there. <laughs> um, so, say you're stuck in isolation 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. What are the three things that you wish that you had that you currently do not have?
1: Uh, gym access, number one. I can't get so a home gym without the gym. Number two, pub access. That goes without saying. So um, your own
2: bars, maybe like
1: the kennel, for example. Yes, yes. <laughs> and number three, if I'm locked down in ISO, I at least want some bloody sport on the TV.
2: Some sport.
1: Thank God for horse racing. Thank God for <laughs> horse
2: racing. Have you not seen what uh, a lot of the big competitions are doing? They're simulating their video games. On yes, TV the people.
1: Yes, I have seen that. <laughs> and I've been paying very
2: close attention and I've been losing some money over it. <laughs> <laughs> As someone that enjoys a bit of a punt, uh, have you bet on the weather on Sportsbet yet?
1: I did have one flutter on it and I didn't win and I left it alone since then. So I, I dipped my toes in the water, didn't feel warm enough, so I left it. <laughs>
0: All right, so um, we're going to skip a couple of these questions. I'll, I'll get to the hard-hitting question because you might have a bit to say on this one, but uh, did Carol Baskin kill her husband?
1: Did Carol Baskin kill
2: her <laughs> Did OJ kill his wife? <laughs> <laughs> of course! Of course! <laughs> Do you have something to say about that?
0: <laughs> Allegedly. Carol- Alleg- <laughs>
2: No, it's one (laughs) hundred percent.
0: That bitch (laughs) (laughs) Carol Thank you. All right, all right. We'll uh, we'll finish this off with a round of uh, Cards Against Humanity. All right. Okay. Okay. I've got the uh, question here. I'm going to give you one answer. Ed Dog's going to give you one. You just pick the best, and uh, we'll see who gets the points. All right. All right. Let's do it. So it lurks in the night. It hungers for flesh. This summer, no one is safe from. And my. Alright, to time? Yeah, you go, mate.
2: Erectile dysfunction. Okay, okay. All right.
0: And my one is all the single ladies.
2: <laughs> so Rest. it
0: lurks in the night. It hungers for flesh. This summer, no one is safe from all the single ladies. All the or, single ladies works better. It's total yeah, no, dysfunction. No, 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 no. Rifty, you got that round. Bang, another one. Three there, one now, mate. Three one. Uh-huh. Three. You beauty. All right. So thank you, Mr. Matthew Dixon, for joining us. Um, that's Been another episode of the Cobracast. Uh, again, if anyone wants to jump on, get in contact on our socials, and we'll make it happen. But uh, thanks again, Dicko and just remember that nothing's better than playing at home.
1: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks nice guys. Thank you.
0: Thanks for watching the Cobra Cast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of the Towards Zero's TAC campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for information, because zero is the only acceptable number.